Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Manchester is Red podcast. There's no Rich Fade today, so uh, it'll be myself chairing this, Samuel Luckhurst. I'm joined, as ever, by Charlotte Dunker. Hello. And also Kieran Kelly. Hello. Uh, it's obviously been an international break. Uh, I think some, well, some of us are feeling it anyway. Kieran, maybe not, so he's, he, he's as chirpy as ever. But some of us have been carrying colds, clearly, from the lack of domestic football, Charlotte. But, of course, <laughs> what comes with international football uh, are England matches. With England matches come Marcus Rashford goals this week, mm-hmm. and that, therefore, means there's a debate about his role in the United squad. Uh, th- there have been some you know, quite pointed views from Jamie Carragher, in particular, saying how he should leave... That's clearly a knee-jerk, isn't it? Yeah, and it's been said quite a few times. Every time he's out of the team for a few weeks, everyone's automatic response is, oh, he should leave. But if you look around the other teams in the Premier League, I can't see him starting week in, week out for any of the, Mm. the, like, say, the top six sides. I couldn't see him being a regular starter for any of them. And at the minute, I don't think Mourinho's got his best forward line because he keeps switching it all the time. So while he's still got a chance, why would he go? Because... I know he started one. He started once a season, hasn't he? So it's one in four. But and he was poor in that game as well. No, he, he was, but and that's the. But he needs to prove himself if yeah. Mourinho is going to yeah. keep playing him week in week out. So it's all well and good them saying, "Oh, he needs to leave," but he's not really shown to Mourinho why he should be starting each week. In no. my opinion, um, I suppose one problem that pundits overlook here and seems to be that Rashford, like they say. Carragher said I can't see him displacing Lukaku which everyone would agree with but he's not a natural striker and he seems to be being pigeonholed as a striker because England have a shortage of strikers particularly with Vardy uh, having retired from international football and United do as well when Lukaku's injured or if he's suspended or what have you you always know it's likely to be Rashford who's going to be taking over that mantle I mean is that has it got to the point now where as brilliant as he was at the start of his United career when he had that stratospheric rise is that almost an anomalous period that has to be dismissed and he should be judged more as a winger now? Yeah I think so the reality is he's played more senior football as a winger hasn't mm. he and um, uh, although it's playing out of position I think he's he's done well you look how he's evolved a little as a winger you know position he never played um, I think it's been something of a positive firm you know uh, to to see how you know the game from a different angle um, we've seen Mourinho convert strikers before into wingers Samuel Eto'o was convinced of all people and I'd use yeah. that as, a, as an example that um, for Rashford he has to look at the left wing and the striker spots he's not going to get them this season yeah. maybe not for two or three seasons so I, if I was him I'd just say to myself you know work as hard as he can because we know he works hard and train you know on, on making that right wing spot his own because um, I don't think Lingard has it nailed down. Mata certainly doesn't. Um, so that's the one real vacancy for him. And if he could, if he could just get his head around that, and you know, I don't think we've ever really seen him play well there, which is such a shame. But um, that is still up for grabs. That's the one position uh, in the front line you'd say is there for him. Um, when it comes to being a striker, I mean, every time he goes away with England, if he doesn't score, um, they say, why isn't he playing more for United? Yeah. If he does score. Why yeah. isn't he playing more for United? So. Um, that debate didn't surprise me. It rears its head all the time, and um, I think you know the reality is he has no right to be playing that position. And 
you know, you might say, you know, two man strike force, all the rest of it, but United's setup going forward is always going to be Lukaku up top on his own, isn't it? It'd be interesting to see though, because there's so many games coming up now, mm. isn't there? If Mourinho tweaked it even for like half a match and played two up front with him and Lukaku, how he, yeah. how he got Well, on. certainly not the next three domestic no, games. No, 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 I'm not <laughs> suggesting that. But if you looked in like the League Cup, for the example, winter. or some, if they qualify in the Champions League early in the and, event, and they have games, a, a spare yeah. game to play, to experiment with something like that and see if that and see if that is a strategy where he excels well because that's playing in that formation for England is that's what's worked for him, isn't it? It's at the point now where both him and uh, sorry, Charlotte, sorry, just I was trashing trying to dismantle uh, a fan. The him and Martial are essentially in the same boat now, where they're both in terms of development, in terms of you know crucial period coming up, needing games, needing to find a position because. Uh, as I said, that right wing spot's there for them, uh, but neither of them have performed. Th- there's no real, I mean, as you say, neither of them performed there. There was the Newcastle game last season when I think Mourinho said he created the mid left role for Rashford, who starts on the right. Yeah. But in the end, it was it was so he was so woeful there. He had to play him mid left. Marshall was left, so there was. I mean, it's a lopsided attack anyway. Uh, but the curious thing, as you say, with the right wing role. Um, Although Lingard and Matter seem to be the logical options there, neither of them particularly want to play there, and both of them are probably better elsewhere as well. Uh, with Rashford, I know you know United fans won't like the City comparison, but surely he's got to look at what Sterling's doing and think there's a player who a lot of people thought would be I know it's an invoke phrase but an inverted winger coming in from the left whereas last season old fashioned wing play and he was brilliant yeah it's, it's, a, it's a mindset thing isn't it I mean once once the player believes in what the manager is telling him and thinks you know this would be best for my development they'll do it and to be fair to Rashford I don't think he's ever kicked up a, a massive fuss about being no. put out on the wing to be fair you know it's for striker it's probably the worst thing when you're used to the glory as he had you know that that um, those few months, you know, you you thought, you know, you won't have to sign another mm-hmm. centre forward. You know, it was that that apparent. But you know, it it is just a mental thing, isn't it? He's, he's yeah. obviously got the dedication, the the work rates in training, and it's just about delivering consistently. We saw, you know, Liverpool that game, most famously um, last season. How how devastating he can be on the left wing if he can somehow mirror that, it'd be brilliant. Is it? As you said, uh, it's a mentality thing. With players like him and Marshall, you go back to that second Bengal season when they came into the team, there was no Rooney. They had to play up front. Uh, both of them were brilliant. And you know, in Marshall's case, he, he literally won the Golden Boy Award. Then Rashford was the Golden Boy and then Van Gaal accommodated them. Rooney dropped back into midfield when he was uh, fit again. Is then obviously, you know, the stars align for them, it seems, and then a guy like Ibrahimovic comes in and clears the air and he's the main man. Do you think there's still a bit of a struggle there that they're having to shift from being, you know, suddenly being the main man and being quite comfortable in that role, but then Mourinho's brought one striker in and then another striker in? Not that I don't think any United fans would necessarily dispute that. No. But do you think there's there's been a struggle to accept that certainly there was with Marshall with yeah, the way he reacted to sure number yeah the change um, yeah possibly uh, I suppose I look at Martial at Monaco I don't think he was necessarily the, the crown jewel when no. he was there you had Berbatov for example playing up top a uh, very old Berbatov and he, he still performed really well I think it's 
um, you just have to ask yourself with Martial for example how um, he raised his game so much when him and Rashford were going toe to toe this time last year and then once Sanchez comes in his nose was just so knocked out of a joint and we haven't seen a, a real performance from him since then have we you know and that's whatever eight months so that that's the worry for me I think when you talk about this squad and whether they can go on and win big big trophies um, you look at those millennials and their mentality you know is there a real issue mm. there yeah Charlotte I'll play a quick fire uh, game with you. Oh, it's going to last no. about ten seconds. Um, it's, it's completely, it's, it's completely not, subjective. It's, there's, it's there's not no. Not going to be like general knowledge. No, no, no. There's, 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 there's no, 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 no. There's, there's no right or wrong answer. <laughs> okay. Uh, is Lukaku a better striker than Rashford? I think yes. He's more clinical. I said quickfire. Oh. Is is Sanchez a better left winger than Rashford? Yes. Uh, what's good? Is Rashford any good on the right wing? Not that I've seen yet. And, and can you name another game this season that Rashford has played well in other than the Liverpool game? This season? Sorry, not this season, sorry. All this right, year. I was going to say. This year, this, this year, this calendar year. Not one that jumps no. out, no? no? So I suppose we can conclude there that there, those are the four main reasons why he doesn't play. For United, but what? Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's obvious from our angle. But just for supporters, they might wonder sometimes: Why do you think he does generate so much coverage when he goes away with England? Well, he he played well for England in those last mm. few games. So I think he's homegrown talent. He's a young lad. Everyone wants to see him do well, and maybe fans are just frustrated that Mourinho's not giving him the chance. But then. If you ask him who who they want out of the team um, for him to go in, well, that's mm. not been the debate yeah. that's been had because it's all been the pundits saying, oh, we should leave or oh, we should play up front with Lukaku. Yeah. Or, but there's been no, right, well, who's the fall guy in all this then? Yeah. And like Kieran said, if he really wants to make it, he, he can make that right wing position his own because he's not going to push Sanchez out on the left, especially Sanchez played really well against Burnley, didn't he? And that's probably one of... The better games we've seen him in a United shirt. So if he carries on in that form, there's absolutely no way that Mourinho is going to rotate them. Lukaku, he's not shifting him. So yeah, right wing's the only option, Marcus. It, it, it was it was pretty remarkable that I think Steve Nicol on ESPN <laughs> appeared in a video like plugging uh, Rashford's uh, chance of starting up front ahead of Lukaku and I think it was under the headline is Rashford wasted on the wing which of course is where he played his, his best game of the year by far against yeah. Nichols' former club uh, Liverpool but moving on from Rashford now because I think you know anybody who watches United regularly knows that he shouldn't leave again another issue being United have only got six forwards including Rashford well, so it takes one injury doesn't it and then yeah. he's straight back he's, in the mix absolutely. All, all the time yeah and as as you as we've all touched on, he's got to be consistent when he does get those opportunities to ensure he stays there. Um, another homegrown player who has dominated a, a portion of the international um, calendar over the last couple of weeks has been Paul Pogba. What he has said, what he hasn't, about, it? <laughs> what he hasn't said. Um, as as someone looking in at the situation now. Um, what do United do? I mean, obviously, they, they're not going to sell him now uh, because the window's closed. They're not going to sell him in January because it's just about the worst possible time. Uh, have, they just, have they just got to try and 
see this through until the end of the season and then think, okay, cut our losses of him, he's too much baggage. Mourinho needs to pull him in and tell him to shut up because seriously, it's every single time. Like, okay, I can be if he does that, a story comes out, bust up. And then there's United, United gag pop. No, I know that. <laughs> but the how is what he's doing at the minute helping anyone? Like it's just damaging. How's coming? Oh, all these cryptic answers about his relationship with Mourinho. Like he's putting himself in those positions to talk about mm. it. Like stopping in the mix zone for another ten minutes to talk about something after he'd just done that Sky Sports Germany interview. All his teammates were on the coach. He didn't have to do that. Yeah. He could have gone. He's making a point at every single opportunity. And it is a bit sad, really. Like, Mourinho's not really spoke about it and he said, oh, it's fine. Now, I don't think anyone believes their relationship's fine. No. But the fact Pogba feels the need to come out and speak about it all the time, I think it's getting the fans' backs up as well. A lot of them on social media have said, get rid of him because... Yeah. There's always been that mentality, hasn't there, that no player is bigger than the club. And if you went back to the Ferguson days, he wouldn't stand for any of that. Like he'd always defend his players in public, but you'd know that he'd berate them like behind closed doors. And I suppose he stood for it with Ronaldo because he'd kind of earned it. Yeah, true. But then there was, I think, there was always that agreement, wasn't there? And the acceptance that he was going to go, going to go back. So maybe they need to strike up some similar deal with Pogba and be like, well, we can have the best out of you and then you can go. But I I can't see there's going to be a happy ending to this story. You you say uh, he needs to shut up, but surely you wanted him to stop and talk to you at Turf more recently. I know, and he didn't. He turned. Did he have any words for you? He turned round. What did he say? No, I think he said no, not today. Uh, That's all I got. No, not today. But he had stopped. He stopped in basically every other mix zone. Maybe, maybe it's me. Maybe he just didn't want to talk to me. He does come out with some cryptic things, but there's nothing particularly cryptic about that. No, no, we can't take anything from that. Um, Kieran, he's. It's got to the point, I know it can be quite fickle and after Leicester he's brilliant and nobody would have dreamed of saying uh, he's expendable in this team. But is there going to come a point soon where if his form is as dismal as it has been in the last few games for United where Mourinho's got to kind of like take him just take him out of the team and try and we, we, we see that there's a bit of a power struggle going on at United Woodward is brought into it Mourinho's brought into it but given the way the fans support Mourinho at Burnley and have done really since the start of the season um, it, surely the onus is now on Pogba to try and get back some of their support yeah I think why Mourinho's probably kept a little quiet about it is because it's just working out brilliantly yeah. for him, even if I know he's, he's not the type of manager to tolerate any of that nonsense um, but it's, it's working a dream because I think the fans can see Pogba for, for what he's been certainly the past few months and uh, it's not just Mino Raiola here it's, it's the player he's, he's Oh no, he said, it, he said it wasn't him, Gary. A part of him is. It's has, not him saying it. A, a part of him, <laughs> of his heart, is set on, on going to Barcelona. And I mean, we can all understand that. Um, but when you remember only two years ago, the you know, he was saying it was his destiny to come back to you know, returning home in Vertical, uh, all the nonsense that went with it. And his, it did feel like nonsense. His dream time, of, yeah. of winning the Premier League and Champions League with United and becoming a, a Ballon d'Or winner with United. And, here we are. I think it'd be a black mark on his career almost yeah. if he was to say, right, you know, it's potential for me to become a captain here and potentially a, a club great, uh, but I'd rather, you know, throw the towel in. I think um, 
for Mourinho, I don't think he'd be necessarily too peeved if he left. But the club, I think, um, ironically, would say where they are at the moment if, if they lose one of their arguably their one of their best players to to Real Madrid or, or Barcelona again, uh, having kept David de Gea, for example. Um, you know, and you look at the market now. Is there a centre mid they can get in? Who adjust to the Premier League? Yeah. Who won't cost two hundred million. Um, you know, because their the, their budget's going to be thin enough next summer. And I mean, I say thin, but can we really say United are going to spend dramatically more than seventy-seven million again next summer? I don't know. So, mm-hmm. um, it throws up a load of dilemmas if if they do let him go. But equally, you can't tolerate um, a player if he, you know, the the teammates will feel the same. You know, you don't want someone who's who's only half committed. I suppose if they were to decide to get rid of him I mean just taking his form out of the equation age length of contract marketability what he's done they, they could command easily double what they paid for him two years ago yeah. um, next year so that would give them or that would give them more funds to obviously go out there and buy someone really like well that that would be I mean if they if it if, it, if that weren't to be the case then Ten years on from selling Ronaldo yeah, exactly. and not reinvesting it properly, we might see another green and gold protest kick off, and particularly if United aren't winning things. And that was back when they were champions. But you would imagine they would have to get in someone like Milinkovic Savic, who's yeah. a player who's been of interest and has been kind of likened to Pogba as well. Um, but his value would go up even more. Well, of course it would. Yeah, yeah, and and it and it goes round in circles and what yeah. have you. But. Just like say between now and the end of the season, United don't win anything, and Pogba agitates to leave. He's he's been a failure, hmm. surely. Yeah, I mean you can probably count the games he took by the scruff of the neck on, on one hand, and I know some of them were brilliant. The City derby last season, and obviously with all the nonsense again, you know, it's a team more nonsense going into that, and he stepped up in that second half. It was brilliant, but um, I think for France. There wasn't necessarily many World Cup games where he was mad at the match, but there was just that kind of quiet um, 7 out of 10 rating mm. about him, and we don't see that enough with United. It's very much he's either a 4 or an 8, um, and that's been Mourinho's job to somehow find a consistency. You look at that midfield now, um, he's been freed up. He's essentially got everything he's wanted. He's standing skipper whenever he wants it. Uh, Mourinho's indulged him, let's be frank, yeah. despite their differences, um, and you're wondering with all that mystique about coming back to Old Trafford um, if it's not happening for him how much of a loss is it ultimately um, but it, it'd be such a job to to find a midfielder and send out a statement with a, a real quality midfielder there are only a few of those around obviously The understanding with, with Pogba while Raiola was working on his move back to United was that it was under the proviso that you have three years there and then you go off to Spain because he originally wanted Real Madrid. Zindin Zidane lobbied uh, for it, but Florentino Perez, uh, the Real Madrid president, didn't want it. And you look at Real's lack of investment, it's not really harmed them. Um, obviously, the, the Zidane talk has quietened down, but if United lose at Watford on Saturday, it's going to ramp up again. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to put Pogba in a more favourable position. Obviously, it's very difficult to be decisive on these matters now, but 
if there's a scenario where it comes like that United start to capitulate like Chelsea did a few years ago and they're 16th just before Christmas and they're going to sack the manager and Zidane's going to come this in. He's really going on I, I know, I know. <laughs> this is this is this is basically hypothetical. Um, but but should United be indulging Pogba that much by saying we're going to bring this guy in for you who we know you idolised growing up, who you speak the same language with, the same nationality, is that? Are United in danger of? I mean, I think somebody said they've they've become a bit like a northern Chelsea anyway. But would that be them surrendering the last bit of power from the manager and it becoming a player power? Well, yeah, club? it'd be too much because does he want to play for Zidane or does he want to play for Real Madrid or Barcelona? He could he could bring in Zidane to appease Pogba, and after another season, he could be like, well, actually, it's United that's the problem, and I don't want to play in England yeah. anymore. I want to go back yeah. to Spain. So it's an invidious position. Yeah. If if the powers that be at United want Zidane there as manager, that should be a decision based on that. Nothing to do with whether Pogba wants to play there or not, because I don't think you could mm. trust that he'd stay anywhere. I think they would make that decision on the fact that Zidane's won three consecutive Champions Leagues. As mm. as much as you know, Pogba loves him. Obviously, it's factored in. But Zidane himself is a, a marketing yeah. Uh, yeah. person. You know, he's, he's, do, he's do you think he do you think he would be? I mean, obviously, you, you look at it, guys won three Champions Leagues yeah. in a row. It's difficult to argue with that, but we will argue with it anyway. Is he? Is he? Would he be ideal for United? Because you look at his league record with Madrid. They won it one season, okay. They were out of it in December last season. I know that in his first season there, he came in halfway, so he kind of dismissed that a bit. But it, it almost seems like he went in there. He kind of reaped what others so. He, his man management was particularly important because that squad, the majority of them seem to revile Rafael Benitez and you've got a world class squad you should be doing as well not necessarily as well as he did but if he goes to United he's going to have what, one world class player? Yeah, and he, he reminds me a bit of Ancelotti, he's kind of a yeah, facilitator of someone who uh, players really like and, and he, he knows such a stroke egos and keep everyone on their toes equally um, with United, I don't know. I I do think whoever comes in comes into a better club than what Mourinho walked into. I think the the squad you've, you've got some some real good minds in there with Lukaku, Matic, De Gea, etc. I think there is a nucleus still. Um, I can see why he appeals. You know, everything from him being a free agent it, to the, as I said, the market and draw. It, it's perfect for the Glazers, but. Adidas climb. Yeah, it, 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 it's, it's so strange to say that someone who wants a three straight Champions League, you don't really know what they're yeah. like as a manager, but I think he, he would see that as a challenge that, um, you know, I can go to a club I could have joined many years ago and really proved myself as a manager. Uh, but equally to Sedani, I think he'd have to be sold, sold the right vision that you will get to sign two new centre-backs having had Varane and Ramos you won't just have to deal with Chris Smalling or Phil Jones so I think in some ways it it would be exciting because the club would have to sell in that vision but it's it's almost pointless talking about it I was going to say it's all hypothetical yes Jose is the man and he just got a two year deal in January and you have to remember with the Glazers as as everyone's touched on it's only when top four is in real danger yeah that they act. so even if United are out of every competition by, by March you can still see somehow Mourinho staying in there yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. It changes from week to week, doesn't it? Uh, Leicester, positivity. Brighton, yeah. absolute shambles. Even after they lost against Tottenham, I think people would accept they were the better side in the first half. And judging by the reception at the end, like the, a lot of the supporters were, were supportive towards Mourinho. Um, Charlotte, it's Watford on Saturday. Uh, domestic football is, is back, fortunately. Watford Yay. have got... <laughs> 100% record and defied just about everyone's expectations um, is is it as difficult a game for United as it seems or do you think their form is a little bit misleading coming into this game Watford? No, I think they've had a brilliant start to the season and if you look how United have started as well then it is a huge game, the game at Burnley was massive and they Luckily, they stepped up to the plate for that, and they're going to have to do the same here. So, wouldn't be surprised if he chucked Fellaini back in because it was a tactic. We'll start with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's what I mean because it, it worked so well, didn't it, at Turf Moor? So, I think it's going to be a challenge, but you'd hope to think that after they played so well at Burnley, that they can continue that on. It'd be a shame if this international breaks messed up that tiny little bit of momentum yeah. that they got. Kim, with that Burnley game, a lot of people didn't touch it at the time because it probably would have been too negative. But by bringing Fellaini back in, which was a tactic that worked, it showed that Mourinho, for all, I mean, he's he's often been compared with Brian Clough, but he does have that Don Revy tendency of focusing more on what the opposition can do to United rather than vice versa. And obviously, he targeted Chris Woods by having Fellaini come in and shield him. Watford given that they've won all their games, whereas Burnley and Winless are bound to command more respect, but it's a very different style of playing. Is it, do you think it's as simple as just keeping that team from the Burnley game, with the exception possibly of Luke Shaw, or do you think he's got to be a bit more on the front foot with his tactics? I think there are a lot of parallels with the Brighton game that um, Watford are in your face. Mm. Harry, it's, it's actually a really good test for them because... Um, we'll know whether that Burnley game was a bit of a kind of anomaly in this run or whether it was kind of a bit of a turning point going back to basics a bit but um, I think if he goes with say that Brighton midfield of Fred Pereira and uh, Pogba wouldn't feel too confident <laughs> no, I don't think they're going to play many away games together again um, it's it's going to be kind of those home games against the Leicester or teams are expected to, to dominate um, with Fellaini I, I think to drop him be, would be unfair I think he was brilliant against Burnley and I think um, as I said it's just bringing that confidence back into the defence because um, you saw against Tottenham and indeed against Brighton once one goal went in it was only you know 10-15 minutes before another yeah. two or three and that's what happens when the confidence isn't there uh, it doesn't matter how much work you do on the training ground on a, a game plan things can fall apart so quickly so um, I would keep him in uh, because kind of splits the team in two the forwards can just focus on doing damage and the defence know they have that back in Matic and Fellaini it's that blanket almost so um, I think he has to stick with it because you look at United they've made so many changes I think no other team in the Premier League has made more changes in the first four games so he, he just needs kind of a form in to stick with it and until the player drops out of form that's when you take the money I suppose it offers that stability and furthermore uh, Troy Deeney he, yeah, exactly. he's been around but he is a, he is a pest and yeah. I think he's got a, he scored a penalty in his last three games against United at Vicarage Road uh, Charlotte obviously 
Luke Shaw might not be available. There's that mandatory six to seven day period, so he is technically um, in contention to start. That that would be up to the United's medical staff. But in the event that they say no to him starting, is it just simply as logical as as Ashley Young coming in? I'd say so. Yeah. I think some people have been talking about Delo maybe coming in at left back. It's a little I bit. Think yeah. it's a bit too wild to be honest. Yeah. Very Don't much so. throw him in at left back for his debut away at Watford. I think it could be a baptism of fire, and that he's only 19 years old. I just don't think it's necessary. Ashley Young was United's first choice left back last season. Yeah. So yeah, you probably should play him anyway. I don't think there's is there any point risking Shaw and pushing no, him back in. No, there probably is. I don't think there is. Uh, Kieran, with with Dallow, I know you've uh, you have what what people on Twitter might say. You, they might say that you're in the know. Uh, I don't know if that's even a phrase anymore. Oh, but God, but, but you, 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 you you've you've yeah. you know done some pieces that have been um, uh, very detailed on him. Um, I think he. he the eight times he actually played for Porto were at left back and yeah. everyone assumes he'll be a right back he probably will be in time um, is it still likely to be that the, the, the tie itself the draw has helped that United you know, have got Derby in the League Cup at home is that probably the game that he will make his first start yeah I think it's it's telling that the reserves are playing on, on Friday night and yeah. he's he's already speaking about Saturday so Mourinho already feels after one game even though he's a bit rusty that that was he could travel for, yeah and he's ready to, to go into the squad and feasibly uh, he'll take Young's place on the bench and could, you know if things are going well he might even get a late debut but I think that derby game it would be a good test for him and it gives everyone a chance to see what he's all about because uh, we're still still kind of getting our head around it. You know, a lot of people, for example, are surprised by how tall he is and how physical he mm-hmm. is. And um, I think that bodes well. But the club's attitude is very much similar to Lindelof. This guy's come from the Portuguese league. He's even younger than Lindelof. He hasn't got international experience like him. Yeah. He's won a title. He just needs to be eased in. I think um, those kind of derby games are important. I think he would potentially play in Europe as well at some point in the group stages. But... Uh, I'd be very surprised if he started against Watford because, um, you know, it's just too it, much pressure. It is, yeah. Really? It is. When they have such a, a, you know, young, he's a brilliant option to have as a reserve, isn't he? And against Watford, his old team there's always that spice. So I'd be very surprised. And he also uh, scored twice uh, yes. at Vicarage Road last season. Uh, Charlotte, you'll be in attendance at Old Trafford on, on Friday night, won't you? For the yes, under 23 so game. I will, I will be there. Good. Tomorrow uh, night. Sources. Yes. <laughs> uh, so I, I suppose if, if you want to know whether Diego Dallo uh, is in Watford or not, uh, Charlotte's Twitter feed will be the the, pla- yeah. the go-to place to uh, to find out about to find that, out. and uh, and you'll be, be be providing extensive coverage. Of course, I will, as usual. Good. Stop in <laughs> stop in uh, to talk to Tahith Chong in the mix zone afterwards. Yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> uh, we'll leave it there. I think that's a, a decent enough time uh, for our comeback, given that it's been uh, into nationals recently uh, my thanks to Kieran and Charlotte as always uh, thank you also to you the listeners for, for listening uh, if you would like to subscribe to the Manchester is Red podcast you can do that on iTunes or any other uh, podcast player of your choice we'll be back with another podcast on Monday uh, following the Watford game where we'll be analysing United's latest defeat draw or victory thank you for listening and enjoy your weekend